Hey, everybody. What's up? This is a thing we do every six months. Dude, you spike so hard in the beginning. I know. It hasn't been six months. What was the last time we went? It's been like November. Three. We we did it after they announced Bond, so it had to have been November. Yeah. It was right after the Jurassic Park and Star Wars trailers. Well, then it had to be in the beginning of December because Jurassic Park and Star Wars are right after Thanksgiving. Yeah. Well, on Thanksgiving, actually. Yeah, so, yeah, it's been a couple months. I re- Every few days I have to rewatch that Star Wars trailer. It makes me just, I get so excited about it. Oh. And it's coming up soon. I have a feeling we're going to see a second one, eventually, uh, probably within the next few months. I would think so. We'll probably see, I would, I would imagine they put it before a big movie, like, I don't know, The Avengers. I'd say either Avengers or Jurassic Park. Yeah. I mean, as big as Avengers is and when, and how much money Avengers has got to make, I have a sinking suspicion that uh, the, the two most anticipated movies of this year, I mean, we haven't had a new Jurassic Park since 2002. So it's arguably that, and it's not the greatest Jurassic Park, but, you know, it's, you know, nostalgia explosion. People are kind of itching for a new one. And let's see, I mean... Star Wars is probably the other most hotly anticipated film this year. I would say so. I think it is. I have a feeling this would be a very film-heavy one. Talk about the Oscars. Yeah, we are going to talk about the Oscars. Talk about the Oscars. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen a handful of the Oscar movies this year. I didn't see a lot of them the year before. I've... I've only seen one. What'd you see? The best for Bex Fisher, and it won for Best Picture. Oh, Birdman? Birdman. Okay, so I've heard... I don't think I've heard anything bad about it outside of, like, people online, but I've learned to stop listening to the imaginary people online because they're usually wrong. Except for our fans. Our fans, our fans are the best. We, we, don't, we don't discriminate against no, you. No, our fans, you're the best internet people. Our whole fan. We, we love you all. So. Yeah. All, all of you. All of how you was, 30 people that subscribe to us. How was Birdman? Birdman was really good. It was... It's, it's just extremely well shot. Like, I... It's it's hard to even for me to describe and except to say just go watch it. Um, the performances are awesome. Like Edward Norton. Well, I was gonna say it's really funny. Edward Norton was in two of the Best Picture nominated films this yeah. year. I mean that and Grand Budapest, which I actually just watched. I still have not made it through all of Grand Budapest. I need to watch I, it. I love it. I love Wes Anderson. I love what I've seen, but it's his like. I'll I'll say this, and I, and I you know last year I went on a a really big Wes Anderson kick. I think we talked about it on here. Where I watched pretty much all of his movies in one, and uh, I I gotta say there's just so much going on scenery wise and and and, and you know outfit wise in in uh, Grand Budapest. I was like it's it's a little exhausting. <laughs> I'd say it's his most exhausting film. Yeah, like he gets you know all that shit for being kind of precious and twee and hipstery but i i gotta say this is probably his most precious film but he undercuts these kind of like adorableness things with just coarse language i wasn't expecting a lot especially adrian brody's character and it says a lot more than i mean i always it's really funny when when you know a wes anderson character throws out like uh, a gay slur and <laughs> and or not edward norton but uh adrian brody says like says it a few times and then he refers to uh he refers to Ray Fine's character is 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 gay several times, but in less eloquent terms. Um, yeah, yeah, and I think the other one that caught me off guard was in uh, Jeff Goldblum says it at the end of Life Aquatic when he gets accused. He says he's only a half gay because he was because <laughs> he was with um, oh Angelica Houston. I keep on I was gonna say Patricia Arquette. I don't know why I was gonna say that. I I think you just want to be with Patricia Arquette. Let's. 
Only if she has those glasses on. Yeah. She like she went up on stage, put the glasses on. I was like, that dress isn't you doing. Hold on, that dress isn't doing you. I haven't done this in a while. The dress isn't doing you many favors, but the glasses look great. Her speech, on the other hand, was baller. You know, I loved that that whole night was such a the Oscars. Um, a little self congratulatory, yeah, I guess, because it's you know a bunch of celebrities in the room, pretty much just verbally jerking each other off with praise. But hey, whatever. I watched it every that's very year. much. That's I very watched. much the Oscars. Uh, the problem that I had with the Oscars is that it occurred at the same time as WWE Fastline, Fastline, which I heard which, was actually worth watching. It it was a pretty good pay per view. I gotta say, there were some good matches on there. Uh, Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns was a really good match. Yeah, it was really uh, a life in the fast lane. You were guaranteed yeah. to lose your mind. Oh, it's it's coming back. I'm going to make Trevor leave before the podcast is over. You're going to hear my door open. All right, guys, that's been episode 31 of <laughs> just, the Trevor Neon Talk Show. Creek slam. Trevor, where'd you go? <laughs> I, uh, I, I immediately went from the Oscars, which I'm sure we'll talk about some more because there's a lot to talk about uh, to Walking Dead which three episodes back and I'm already enjoying what they're doing now I, I'm very happy they've gone three episodes uh, I mean this isn't really a spoiler a spoiler alert without they've gone three episodes without splitting the group up yeah. I really really got so mad that it was kind of like like an episode where they're together and oh no we have to go do you know things apart and how are we going to find each other but they managed to like keep them together and there was actually a really without going into too much detail a really really solid scary like legitimately scary scene um actually two in a row uh there was a hallucination scene in the first episode back um before a certain character uh goes away from the show permanently and uh there he's like have you watched it i haven't watched the newest episode okay. but i've watched two that there's a halluc- there's a hallucination of the governor and he suddenly becomes a walker and that's a really yeah. cool like and that whole episode was kind of like artsy like they did like a it was like zach braff presents the walking dead like donald <laughs> Faison zombie showed up halfway through and it's like turk um but the the I second see that episode of the walking i dead. would love to see the zach braff walking dead like the Braffing Dead would be would be absolutely amazing. Except it's just like a, a zombie episode of Scrubs. My my rotting flesh was the name of the episode. <laughs> I love Scrubs. I, I absolutely love Scrubs. So, uh, we don't talk about the last season though. I don't think it's as bad as everybody thinks it is. It, it just wasn't what everybody wanted they should it to have, be. They should have called it Scrubs M D J R because it was Scrubs Junior and Dave Dave Franco is only now getting interesting. Actually, I love Dave Franco more now. Liza Coop was on there, too. Liza Coop was yeah. on there. And she was actually on the last season of... The last two seasons of Scrubs as an intern? And Aziz Ansari uh, was on there as well? Maybe two. I'm not Am I sure. wrong in thinking Aziz Ansari was on there? I don't think Aziz was on there, but... Hold up. Wasn't he the, the intern that was always... Oh, the interns always be texting? Maybe it was. I gotta think about that, because like, there I don't was know. A, a brief period where he was like a character actor and like everything. Yeah. So, um... I what was it? I gotta say, um, Walking Dead last week had that really awesome scene where you know there it was very quiet and an emotional episode, which was awesome. I, I love those story-driven character episodes that don't really focus on the 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 Walking Dead, so to speak, and and it kind of hit on that big subject of how like Kirkman always meant for the people to kind of be the Walking Dead because you know they're they're guaranteed to kind of eat it eventually you know it's it's well, not yeah, a matter I mean, of if it's kind of a matter of when you know you got that big speech from rick that they are that's yeah. what i'm saying you know yeah. they gave that really awesome speech and and, and 
Daryl kind of had that freak out moment when he walks through that door and the barn door kind of kicks open a little bit and you see all the walkers coming towards the barn. I was like, that is some Romero shit. I was like, that's some nightmare fuel. Oh, that was a good scene because you see that flash of lightning and there's just zombies. It's kind of like that scene in Shaun of the Dead where he's trying to fix the fuse box and you see the silhouette of the zombies behind him mm-hmm. and then he opens the curtain and just slams it shut again. I was like, that's a lot, kind of like a cool homage to that. It was very Romero-esque. Uh, I've quite enjoyed uh, – actually, this whole season has been has been really good. It has been really good. Um, I, I like the concept of um, – that they kind of not really gave up on the Washington, D.C. thing, but they were just like – there's that, that meme that I love when it's, like, Rick asking Abraham, like, what's your favorite color? He's like, Washington, D.C. Because that was literally, like, the one note. Yeah. Verification, 2009, he was on Scrubs. Okay. So he was on go. for the last season of Scrubs. Not the not Scrub Scrub MD, JR. But he was on for the the last season of yeah, yeah. Big People Scrubs. Of, of, big, of Big People Scrubs. Which, eventually, every, um, every, few, uh, every few years I rewatch... I rewatched Scrubs at least I the first too. couple seasons. Yeah, because there's some really good moments. I mean, it's it's kind of there's some really like so in the first couple seasons. There's some really like yeah, it's really funny because they were doing it as the comedy, but they didn't. The thing they did in the later seasons was it was like undercut with every episode had some morbid, sad ending to it, but it was like a wrap up kind of sad ending, and, and you know it was so funny, but. It was kind of like the first three seasons. They do like really funny, really funny, and that one crazy serious episode that still had some jokes in it. And I always go back to the one where Doctor Cox thinks he saved the three people, and really he didn't know that the patient he gave the, that had the organs that donated she had rabies. That's how she died, yeah. and he was just overzealous. And then he has that freak out at the end with he destroys all the all the the equipment in the room, and I think it's the dude that was he, the he, from Heroes. The was his name Hero the the Jap okay yeah 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 I could be racist I apologize if his name wasn't Hero but no it was Hero actually what was his power uh he could time time travel yeah that's right yeah. and he went to feudal Japan for a little bit yeah yeah that was a little rough well Heroes is about to be reborn okay so but I think it's gonna be good I hope it's good I think that they've all gone on to do other stuff I know that uh, currently um, Zach Quinto is busy slapping bitches. On NBC's The Slap, which I heard, I, I, once again, I'm talking a lot of hearsay on this episode, but I heard it's a lot better than, like, than the, like the trailers look interesting, but you're yeah. like, is this whole thing going to be about the trial because he hit a kid? But the whole thing's supposed to be really good. Like, there's a lot more going on. Plus, they snagged him with Thurman. I mean, she's she's been real busy showing her feet to Quentin Tarantino, so, like, I, I don't know what's going on. I think she's in Hateful Eight as well. <laughs> Probably. Which I I'm, mean, I'm really excited about yeah. it. She hasn't been, she hasn't been in a flick of his since Kill Bill Two, right? Well, and, and you got to think about it too. Like, I think TV is slowly overcoming movies at this point. As far as I was telling Sarah, where a lot of big actors well, are starting to realize that TV is kind of the way to go. That's the thing, and, and it's so funny because you know, even as close to you know, seven years ago when Mad Men or eight years ago when Mad Men first started I mean John Hamm really wasn't a movie actor yet yeah. and it was still like that case where you didn't see a lot of TV or movie actors making it in, in TV but right now I mean I mean it's really this resurgence of if you were like a, if you had a career in the early thousands kind of as like a movie person like like look True Detective True yeah. Detective I mean outside of a 
you can't say it completely revitalized Matthew McConaughey, but like let's look at let's look at the facts. McConaughey did Lincoln Lawyer, which is a great movie, and it's it's you know kind of the beginning of his the McConaughey, so to speak. But it wasn't widely viewed. Right. And you had Mud, another one of the McConaughey films, not widely viewed. Then you got Dallas Buyers Club, but Dallas Buyers Club was happening just as like. That moment, that moment that True Detective was kind of hitting Dallas Buyers Club dropped and you got that, like, that boost. And it's really cool to see someone like Woody Harrelson. At that point, you're just like, McConaughey, you're doing some awesome stuff. I have yet to see Interstellar, which I guess is, I I want them to re I guess they are thinking about re-releasing it in theaters because it's kind of like, it's kind of like Avatar. I would like to, to see, see it in theater because, like, I should, I, the one of my, see, for one of my Avatar, regrets, Avatar was awesome in a theater. But I don't think it's I, still pretty mesmerizing. If you have a decent TV, it still looks great. But I don't think it has that like story that's interesting. Right. <laughs> that that's the thing. That's the problem with Avatar is the story just isn't interesting. Like it's, I've, and I know this it's is like, it's a it's a stunning visual masterpiece in that sense. And that's what I'm kind but of it's not feeling, a good movie. That's what I'm kind of feeling like is going to be the case with Interstellar. Um, I don't know. It's it's kind of, Interstellar seems like one of those things. I mean, I haven't seen it yet, but it seems kind of like a 2001. Like Space Odyssey. Where yeah, but is okay. As much as I respect that film, and as visually stunning as it is, I think 2001 particularly crawls up its own ass so well, many yeah. times. Now, Kubrick was a lot like that. He, you know, The Shining is a separate entity, I think. But the dude liked to crawl up his own ass a whole lot, and with like with like message and moral and what can mm-hmm. I hide in here? Now, I did watch Room 237, and that is pretty interesting. I mean, if you ever seen that well, the documentary, but you know what it's about. It's The Shining, and and then all the other clues to his other movies. And I, while I don't buy into a whole lot of it, I do think that Kubrick was a bit of a you know he was clearly genius levels. I mean, yeah, not that IQ. More and more has come out that like testing for IQ really means fuck all to be perfectly honest. Yeah. But he clearly was, to say the least, a visionary. You know, and and and, and I probably say the same thing for like like a Francis Ford Coppola or, or you know someone like that. But but fuck, I just I never really got into two thousand one. I'll quote it, but I never really got into it that much. I don't really like. It's been a long time since I've seen it. Like I saw it back in two thousand four. So it's been 11 years. I don't really remember much of you it. You were, like, just out of high school for that, too. Yeah, well, so you that's... You that prime age where you wanted to watch, like, really arty kind of films. That and... was, like, when I watched every movie. Because... I did the same thing. Like, I got I got right out... Year for see, for, for me, I got right out of high school. Blockbuster was up the road. It had, they had the movie pass at that point. So, like, I would literally rent two movies, go home, watch them, go back the same day... And swap them out for two more movies because you paid like twenty bucks a month and just like could rent as many movies as you could and had two out at a time. So like I was literally a blockbuster every freaking day. What's funny getting new movies that you mentioned how you know TV is kind of overtaking movies right now is us how Sarah you know my my girlfriend brings home movies from from where she works and I'm like yeah I'll sit down and watch those but I find myself making more time for TV yeah and not you know and and, and full series and and we'll discuss you know what but here's the thing too and it's it's weird because I feel I feel like I can I can easier dedicate myself to 44 minutes of a show on Netflix than I can which but then I'm watching like four or five episodes then I can't hold two like a two hour movie I don't know why but I feel like I find myself enjoying it watching a, a, a continuous story of a show when it'd be the same thing as a film but for some reason my mind rationalizes one over the other. I, I was about to make that same point actually. Now I have 
been watching a lot more movies. I mentioned I watched Tusk, which I, I actually had to tweet to Kevin Smith after it was done because it is unsettling. And, and it's so – he did something similar in Tusk and it's, it's Kevin Smith, so it's going to be similar regardless. But that he did in Red State, which was undercut a lot of – yeah, like immature humor that he's kind of known for mm-hmm. with some truly unsettling scenes. Like, Red State's fucking gruesome. I think that's... It, it might not be my favorite Kevin Smith movie, but it's, it's his best movie. Um, I mean, I haven't seen I Tusk. agree with that. I agree with that. I, I, like, I, it's not my favorite, but it's his best movie, I would say. You know, and after years and years and years of, of, of putting it off, I, I, I probably think Chasing Amy's my favorite. I still have a big place in my heart for Clerks. Oh, yeah. Clerks, original, that's, that's never like, going to be yeah. diminished. Although, yeah. I like the one-two punch of watching one and two back-to-back. Yeah. Uh, I, I will say I will say that More Rats was my first Kevin Smith movie. It was mine, too. So, but... like, I have a soft spot. For, I'm going to always get it. And it's not, not that I don't like it. I, yeah. I love it. And speaking of movie actors who transition to TV, uh, I, oh, my God. Uh, Jason Lee. Well, yeah, Jason Lee, but also um, Merle Dixon, yes, uh, yeah. Michael Rooker, Michael yes. Rooker, who I mean, who's still killing it in movies because he was great in Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, he was. I love Guard. I mean, it's hard not to like Guardians. It was just yeah, fun I mean, shit. It's... And then, then you talk about actors who made the transition from TV to movie. Chris Pratt. Yeah, Chris Pratt. No, granted, you had to get right now. I mean, he's hot right he now. He had to get. He is so hot right now. He had to get fucking yeah. shredded. And rumor. I didn't mean it that way, but rumor is. Rumor has it, if I'm going to talk about Adele like this, um, that he is, it's, it's, it's rumored, I say rumored, that he's in talks to do some type of Indiana Jones kind of movie. Yeah, I heard about that, yeah. Because I don't want to see Harrison Ford do another one. I don't think anybody wants to see Harrison Ford do anything. I, I really hope. And what are, what's the over-under he's getting picked off in the new Star Wars I'd say it's either pretty high or he's going to have a smaller, like a, a smaller role where it, he's basically just kind of there to transition to the new, you know, the new generation in a way. You know, e- even if he doesn't die, as I think he'll be used more as a trendi- transitional character and not a primary character, which is probably a good thing because I mean Harrison Ford is a little bit crazy at this point in time. Um, well, years of. Tra- I mean, he's never abused yeah. hard drugs, but dude, probably, dude just seems a little paranoid. Uh, I don't know. And, and he, you know, he's weird now. He's just like, I, he's like, he's like going through a midlife crisis kind of thing too, where he has I the think earring. He's and, way past midlife. I, I agree with you. Also, also, he's know, had that he earring since that. the '90s, and I don't know why. <laughs> I like the earring. I, he should have just gone with both and not just the one. But well, but you got to think in the '90s if you had the earring in the one ear. Then people thought you were what gay. What was it? Left ear was gay? or I think left ear was straight and right ear was gay. I, I don't remember. I remember like when I was a kid knowing that, though. Yeah, I remember in the 90s. It was like... If but, you, you know, if that you was the your, 90s. If you wore your beeper in the... If you wore your beeper in the left pocket, you were gay. I think that's how that went. Yeah, it's it, it was, was the '90s. We were all hopped up on AOL. I, I don't I don't <laughs> remember a lot of the '90s. I was also one through ten, so. <laughs> I'm a baby. Yeah, you are. Yeah, yeah. Well, you partnered up with me. I'm your young, hot sidekick. Maybe just young sidekick. I'm the the Eddie Murphy to your all every cop movie he was ever in. Hey, Beverly Hills Cop was a great movie. Yeah, Judge Reinhold. Yeah, his parents named him Judge. 
Uh, Judge Reinhold. I really want him to have, like, a Judge Judy type show. Like, even if it's, like, stupid, like, rulings on stupid things, the Judge Reinhold show would be the best thing in the world. (laughs) Yeah. I'm calling it right now. Or he starts a reality show where he has a jail called Judge Reinholdings. Not as good. You know, I'm not just going to play off his first name. It's too easy. It's too easy. Reel in. I just remember Judge Reinhold as the judge in the clerk's trial on the first cartoon. Yes. Yes, I love when Eddie Murphy shows up and they... (laughs) They just reenact scenes from from. I almost said RoboCop. I meant Beverly Hills Cop. RoboCop was a very different movie, <laughs> very different yet very similar. <laughs> you know what? The, yeah, yeah. I think I think in, in in a way, all movies in the eighties were RoboCop. Yeah, yeah. All, all action movies, all those action movies were kind of the same, but like they're different. But they're most kind of them the start Sylvester Stallone. Yeah. Well, RoboCop actually starred Peter Sellers, yeah, but that's gonna, besides the point. Yeah. Oh, uh, it makes me want to watch the Dark Knight animated flick where he was Batman. Well, Bruce Wayne. Yeah, and yeah, Batman. Yeah. That Dark Knight Returns. So we talked yeah. about that on one of our first episodes. Yeah. Oh, so fucking good. Honestly, yeah, I, good stuff. I have to rewatch that, like, the, the that two-parter. I, like, every few months, that's, like, one of those ones that I always want to watch. It's great, man. They kept, like, an 80s-ish kind of soundtrack. The Joker is... Ben from Lost, like Emerson. Yeah, I love those those DC animated films. That's the one thing DC does right. Yeah, DC definitely films. does that better over over Marvel. Which I guess we could kind of talk about this little ditty. Spider Man is going to yes. be back in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yes, and I know it's super early because well, actually, it's not because Civil War is next year, and yeah. he's already in talks to. To be obviously, he has a part in Civil War, and I'd be interested to see how that goes. I I really like that concept. If if he is going to be in Civil War, however, that merger did push back a couple other flicks because that pushed back Thor, and um, I was really hoping to get that. Uh, well, the an- not Animal Man is that the one they're going to do, and eventually that Black Panther movie that we were being promised yeah. all those years ago. Sure uh, real quick, DC side picture of Jason Moma is Aquaman. Did yeah. you see it? Yeah, it's, he is. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, no, I mean, I mean, did you see the picture? Yeah, I saw it. It's fucking awesome. Yeah, but was, it's pretty ex- much guaranteed they're doing the Justice League movie, right? Like, well, yeah, they've said that. Yeah, that's, Dawn of Dawn of Justice. Yeah, well, I guess that's why it is Dawn of Justice. Yes, because they they're Dawn the Dawn of the Justice League. So, so they're not. So because they is, have Wonder Woman. Well, they this have, is going to be the interesting thing. They're gonna do. They're gonna do the group film before, before they do, they like, do the, the individual films, which is the opposite of what what Marvel, Marvel did. did. Which yeah. you know, Marvel grants you. I I didn't know this for the longest time, but when I just found out via I think it was Hollywood Babylon that I think that Sony bought the rights to Spider Man from Marvel for like for like two million or something like yeah, that. Yeah, and it's because at the time Marvel was in bankruptcy. Yeah. It was before, like, the boom. Yeah, before, I, like, Disney bought them and I everything, mean, yeah. Even if you look, I mean, even through the Eric Bana Hulk movie, like, they weren't doing good. Although, yeah. I don't think they, they only, their name was just stamped on it, right. you know? Yeah, and I, I'm pretty sure they didn't, they, you know, Fantastic Four was a similar situation there. 2005's Fantastic Four didn't didn't sail well. Um, 
2007's Rise of the Silver Surfer didn't didn't sell well. Yeah, it wasn't until one. it wasn't until 2008 with Iron Man that you really saw uh, Spider Man one, I guess. Yeah. But but by that point in time, you know that was just the beginnings of it. But then Daredevil flopped. Punisher was kind of like a cult movie. Punisher flopped. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't great. I like Thomas Jane though. It, yeah, he wasn't bad in the role. It just did wasn't a great movie. A, did he just do a short too for Punisher like last year? I'm not sure. I think he deserves an honest chance. And I'd like to see them bring Punisher to the cinematic universe. And I, do I like a true-to-form Punisher. Like, although it depends it's on, just hard. I, I to, think it kind of depends on how they do, do Deadpool, too. It's hard to... Yeah, because it's going to be hard to pull off a PG-13 right. Punisher movie. And, and, and they gave that, us the R-rated Punisher movie with Warzone, which is campy as fuck and fun. Yeah. It's a fun, ultra-violent movie, which is exactly what you know people wanted. But at all, oh, speaking of same year, right around there was um, Ghost Rider. Yeah, which I forgot about I, that movie actually. We all blocked out of our memory. And as much as I thought the second one was really fun, just because it was the dudes from Crank, I want to see a true to form Marvel Ghost Rider movie too. Yeah, like. Yeah, you didn't until Iron Man one in two thousand eight, and followed by Incredible Hulk the same summer. You really didn't see like Marvel hit its stride, and even yeah. then, that Incredible Hulk movie isn't. I don't think was under the Marvel was under Marvel, but it wasn't yeah. a Marvel film. I don't think. I think it was because it's still. I mean, it was still canon to their cinematic well, universe, st- but I, I don't yeah. know exactly how it. How that stuff works. I do um, get bummed out. As much as I love Mark Ruffalo, I would have liked to have seen Norton in the cinematic universe. Although, as happy as I am that Doctor Strange went to uh, Benedict Cumberbatch, mm-hmm. I really think that Edward Norton would have been a good Doctor Strange as well. Yeah. yeah. I know he wasn't even in the running like consideration. I know that the reason that he didn't come back for Hulk was because he had a few too many demands and, yeah. and wanted to rewrite the script. But he gave us a fucking awesome Hulk film. Yeah. Tim Roth, dude. Tim Roth was the abomination was awesome in it. But yeah, it then again, awesome. that summer, that summer we got like three of the highest like uh, um Iron Man 1, which was a fucking like surprise hit and a- yeah. amazing. To this day probably my favorite superhero flick was Iron Man 1. Um I have a I I I don't think it's a good movie, but I like Daredevil only because of the time in which I saw Daredevil. I yeah, like that I one. Don't like Daredevil. I like Daredevil. Um I'm looking forward to the show. Yeah, me too. Netflix does shit right, so I'm Did hoping. Did you see the trailer for it? Yeah, it looks good. Um, looks real good. Uh, that summer, though, you had Iron Man 1. You had Incredible Hulk, which, yeah, was called in- The Incredible Hulk. Yeah. Um, and then the month after, you had Dark Knight. Like, that was the best summer for superhero flicks. Yeah, it was. It's so good. Dark Knight came out on my birthday. <laughs> July 18th, right? Yeah. Yeah. Why do I know that? I mean, I should know it for your birthday, but I also know that date because the day before I went to my very first work tour. It's fucking awesome. But that was, um, and the next night after work tour, I went and saw Dark Knight. And I think I've talked about this on the podcast before. Very few movies have given me that much of it in it. Like, just, uh, like a, excitement boner like just like the most excited I could possibly be was like I left that movie and it's like you didn't feel like it was like the two hours you just walked away from it and you're just what the fuck that's that's the sign of a good movie too is that there the movie's like two to two and a half hours long and you don't and you notice. don't notice whereas pardon the phrase but you felt the length of Dark Knight Rises yeah 
like halfway through, you're like, fuck, he's still in this prison. Like, you're like, he's not even out yet. And I, it's not that I don't like Dark Knight Rises. We've talked about Dark Knight yeah. Rises a whole lot. Fuck. It's just like, it's a, it's a bit of a chore to watch. And what's funny was I used to think that about Batman Begins until I went back the week after Dark Knight Rises came out. I bought a super cheap copy of Batman Begins and watched that one and realized, dude, it literally goes 2-1-3 for me for, for, for those flicks. But then again, Keaton. Back to Keaton Birdman. was great in Birdman. He, Keaton's great in most things he does. Yeah. Keaton was fucking awesome in other guys. Yeah, and, and multiplicity. Well, yeah, I was talking about his more recent <laughs> films. I just lo- like living in a world where he he's, you know, a dramatic actor. Yeah. I, I, I You know, I like that. I like that. It's, also, I mean, like, everyone in that movie, is, what I've seen turns in fucking killer performances. Oh, yeah, Emma Stone's phenomenal in that movie. Uh, I mean, that... <laughs> There's just so much good about that movie. I mean, the performances are excellent. Just the the way the camera works, uh, along with the soundtrack. That's the soundtrack. Like is is very simplistic, but like you know, it works for that film and the way it's shot. It's just super well done. Okay, I'm looking at the list of. Actually, I've only seen two of the Best Picture nominees. I'll tell you this though. I think if one, two films were snubbed the most, I, 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 um, I'm happy for Patricia Arquette. I really am because, you know, she deserved to win, I would say. Um, and honestly, from a filmmaking standpoint, I think the most ambitious movie was Boyhood because yeah. 13, years. 13 years to yeah. make. And it's Linklater who, I don't know, has he won a Academy Award before? I'm not sure. To be honest with you. So I would think he would have, you know, but third and anything that makes Ethan Hawk culturally relevant again makes me happy. Um Yeah, I just got a little um little little bummed out that I, I just think I don't think it was the best movie up there. But I think that it should have got a few more it was, accolades. It might have been the most ambitious movie up there though. But you know, in, in a, a way. in a in a medium where it's congratulating you know, or self self masturbating. You know the film industry, and you're going to kind of not discuss like a pretty ambitious film. You know. Yeah. However, I so the two I feel like got snubbed. Roseman Pike, that performance. I mean, should have won for Gone Girl I, for best. I, I love. I, I still need to see Gone Girl. I have it down there. You can borrow it if you want. It's. I mean, you might already have it, but. Um, it's so good, and she's so good, and I think that even even you know, wouldn't Ben Affleck turns in one hell of a performance, and follow that with I think Nightcrawler got snubbed. It was only up for like one, I think it was best original screenplay. Mm. It was fucking great. It was intense. I mean, it was as intense as as most of these movies up here, and um. I'm looking at the list right now. You had there's only eight nominees. I thought there was nine. Pretty sure it's just eight this year. Okay. Usually, didn't they do ten a year before? Yeah, they they can do up to ten, but they don't always do up to ten. Um, which you know, you had two more fucking open spots. You should have. I mean, Gone Girl was fucking great, and David Fincher. I mean, if he can win for Social Network, he should have won for this. At least adapted screenplay. Um. Look at my list. Birdman, I got to see it. It's out. I will see it eventually. I really want to see Inherent Vice, even though it wasn't one of the best picture nominees. I heard it's kind of confusing, but... Yeah, it, was, it looked really good, though. Well, I don't know. Actually, I don't know a lot of Paul Thomas Anderson films. I've not seen There Will Be Blood, 
Yeah, I haven't seen a lot of PTA. I don't know if I've seen any PTA. Boogie Nights. I haven't seen Boogie Nights, actually. See, I got shit for not seeing that the other day. I really need to see it. Um, Birdman, Whiplash, which you assume because I'm a drummer I would have seen already, but... I, I, J.K. Simmons, another older guy who got his first nomination and win, you know, and he's good you know, for him. And honestly, he's done a lot of TV. TV, character actor. Yeah. I mean, Ralph, my, my brother and I were talking about, about his turn on, like, Oz and, yeah. and Law and & Order and, I mean, over the, the gamut of Law & Orders. Yeah. SVU, regular, you know, the original series. Um, his speech was really good. His speech was, was really, really good. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people, you know, there were some really interesting choices this year. I thought, I thought, you know, him being able to win that award was kind of cool. Kind of cool. Yeah. It wasn't like expected. I definitely thought Bradley Cooper was going to get a little bit more for American Sniper. I kind of don't, actually. Okay. I mean, it's regardless of the politics behind it. Yeah. Regardless of, but in a way, I, a, I almost think that's that's why, like, they kind of almost set that movie aside. Why they but almost set follow it. me on this, you know. Twelve Years a Slave. Yeah. I don't. I don't think. Not. Not for any political or personal reasons. I just don't think it was that was good enough for Best Picture last year. Which is why this year I kind of thought Selma was going to take it because I think Selma is arguably a better film than Twelve Years a Slave. I, I mean, and I thought Selma had more of a fighting chance. I guess. Um, but but American Sniper Man. I, it's, you know, the opposite side of the political spectrum. Yeah, it's kind of like... It, but it's not really a right-wing movie. It's not really yeah. a conservative movie. It, it's more I want to see it. It's amazing. Clint Eastwood... I'm not breaking any barriers by saying Clint Eastwood can direct the movie. Yeah. I mean, the dude knows war. He he did Flags of Our Fathers and Letters from Iwo Jima, which, if you watch him back-to-back, it's fucking heartbreaking. <laughs> um, and, and he's already won Best Director once for... for um, or best picture for Million Dollar Baby, yeah. I'm pretty sure. Um, yeah, one best picture, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I, I just thought for sure at least he'd get. I don't know. I thought I more thought recognition. Sure, more recognition for it, it's. You take politics aside. It's a beautiful. It's a beautifully crafted movie. It looks gorgeous. It it it, it translated well on screen, and, I mean, it helps that Bradley Cooper also got super super buff to look. Eerily like the dude. Yeah. Uh, let me see where was I at. Birdman, Whiplash, which I still want to see. American Sniper, Grand Budapest Hotel. We already talked about that because it's just busy. Yeah, it's really I want to. I want to sit down and watch it at some point. Here. It's really good. I Hopefully just, within the next week, I'll do that. Uh, Imitation Game, which I, I really do want to see. That um, I do too. Fastbender does. So, I'm mean, sorry, not Fastbender. Uh, uh, Cumberbatch? Cumberbatch kind of looks like a lizard person, but <laughs> I'm interested. Selma, which I, I will eventually see that. Yeah, I want to um, see that. Theory of Everything. I really want to see talk that. about Redmayne. Um, he looked so delighted to, to be winning. Well, it's, and- it's, it's like his first big role, and it's also... I think it, I'm pretty sure it's his first nomination ever for awards. Yeah. And yeah. Where so. did he um, come from? I have no idea, to be honest. I'm going to look up what else he's been in. And then uh, Boyhood, which, you know, Linklater flick. And I just got to see. Uh, I mean, uh, if you. Linklater has a lot of good movies. Um, the one that I always come back to is Slacker. Yeah. Which we which, talk about that a lot. Which was a big. 
It, that was also a pivotal film for Kevin Smith, and he even says so with Clerks, and that's why. Well, it gave him the inspiration for yeah. you know to go out and, and, and make Clerks. And and Slacker was an interesting movie. I, I mean, I haven't watched it in a long time. So, Eddie Redmayne went from playing Stephen Hawking in Theory of Everything to his next film was a kind of a smaller role in Jupiter Ascending, which is the next uh, in the yeah. long list of Wachowski failures. Yeah. He was in Les Mis. He was in My Week with Marilyn, which was actually nominated a few years back for a bunch of awards. Powder Blue. I know that film. Who's in Powder Blue? Keep talking. Keep talking. Vamp. Uh, Vamp. Vampires? Yes. Eddie Redmayne. Eddie Redmayne, the vampire of the Eddie Redmayne in Method Maine. (laughs) You hate me. I do. I do. All right, guys, that's been this episode. <laughs> you can't stop this. Never going to stop. Can't stop, won't stop. What the fuck? Like, he's done a, he's done a lot of British stuff, too. He was in, like, Oh, yeah, Miz. he's British. British people do British films. Sorry. Sorry, I didn't television. mean to insult your sensibilities. <laughs> my neck is on fire. As long as you don't also insult my sense. There was just a long gulp that I took from my drink, and I just stared. It's our, it's our pregnant pause of the evening. You got me pregnant pause. I, I so, didn't know such thing. <laughs> I think it's been about 25 minutes on the Oscars. I don't know if we might. Yeah. Um, so let's let's talk about Patricia Arquette's uh, speech for a second here, because it's about women equality. So Yeah, and she got the streeper to stand the fuck up, and I love me some street. But it, it also pulled up a really interesting thing in the world of professional wrestling. So, Stephanie McMahon... Divas make less than male wrestlers? Yes. So could have told you that. Stephanie McMahon said, uh, tweeted, thank you at Patty Arquette for having the courage to fight for women's rights on such a grand platform. Hashtag use your voice. So, AJ Lee, a.k.a., who still works for the company, a.k.a. Mrs. CM Punk... And I know CM Punk's not on the best speaking terms with the company of... Oh, yeah. I mean, there's lawsuits and everything going on there. So, uh, (laughs) she said, Your female wrestlers have record-selling merchandise and have starred in the highest-rated segments on the show several times. And yet, they receive a fraction of the wages and screen time of the majority of the male roster. Yeah, they have to specialize diva matches. Yeah. And... Here's the thing. This this is a big thing right now. Um, there's a hashtag going on called hashtag Give Divas a Chance because on Raw this week there was a Divas match, a tag team Divas match that lasted literally 30 seconds. A tag team match? Yes, and it was 30 seconds long, and the internet blew up because these these girls can actually go and they can actually you know if given a chance. But it seems well, like okay, you look at when. I, I talk about my my brief my my brief three year love affair with the WWE, and that was from like oh five to oh seven. I watched the last Trish Stratus match before yeah. she went into her retirement. I don't know if she's come back since then. She might have dropped in. I think she did like maybe a match since then. But um, she was a badass. Like yeah, she could hold her own in the ring, and, and not only could perform well, she could act well too. And the the funny thing is too about Trish is now that- do I, I I don't think the E show helps the reality show. 
Total Divas. I think, if anything, it, it kind of makes them seem a little more kind of... And not that I have a problem with it. I think it makes them... See, it, they they edit it and they kind of script it because it's reality show. It's yeah, scripted, yeah, yeah. But they, it makes them seem like it's like a Real Housewives kind of vapid, shallow kind of thing. In when a way. In when, a way. When these, and it's probably cut that way when these women are... are, are, are Athletes, I mean, listen, I know it's sports entertainment, but they still take care of themselves. They still train. They still go through, like, rigorous, rigorous training to get where they are. You know, they can't – you don't just go from one circuit. You know, you you work your way up. These aren't just cases where these girls aren't putting in the effort. They're putting in as much effort, if not more effort, than, than, you know, the the males in the league. And And here's the thing about Total Divas is you would think – that I would be down on that show. I would rather watch Total Devos. <laughs> Just Mark Mother's Bob. But Total Diva is actually the... I mean, despite the heavy scripting, because, I mean, you can you can definitely tell on some parts and you don't know what's actually real and what's not, but... Kind of like wrestling. They, yeah, it's very much <laughs> like wrestling, but it... it there's without, actually... Without, without as many body slams and people getting harmed. There's actually a lot of heart in that show, too. And you can tell, you actually get to know a lot of these people, Bret Hart, that are on there. Uh, no, but <laughs> Natty Neidhart, which is Bret Hart's niece, oh. is on there. So, And weirdly enough, Mimi Leach showed up. I don't know why, but <laughs> that'd be crazy if Mimi Leach just showed up on Total I, I really hope to never see Mimi Leach ever again, but... <laughs> the new normal. It's the new normal, Trevor. Oh, man. That was not a bad show. It wasn't. Remember when we on our very first episode we were we reviewed um uh we we reviewed all the Jesus August yeah, of what 2012 2012 yeah we reviewed all the upcoming shows and that was on our list and we both poo pooed that show so fucking hard yeah. and ended up being kind of good yeah that was one of the few that we were kind of off base on until I found out that that fucking one show is still on the CW. The beauty, not the beauty, and the, was it the beauty? Yeah, and the Beast? I think it was Beauty and the Beast. It was on for like oh, a while, like, yeah, and was, we were so confused about beauty that. Beauty and the Beast was on for way too long on the CW, and actually that 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 lets me transition into something on the CW that I just started watching and then binge watched the first nine episodes of Flash. No, really, Jane the Virgin. Okay, is it good? Because I, I want to watch. It's it. Really good. Good. Well, we talked about that after the last time. Uh, no, we didn't. We talked no, we about didn't. it in person. We talked about the Golden Gloves yeah, because yeah. We, we talked about it after we talked about it at your place of work. Um, it looks really funny. It is really funny. It's same and, with, but like it's it's very much like like an American. Written? Yeah, it is, but it, it's very much an American like telenovela. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like it, it it very much has that feel. Um, but it, it's also well done, and there's and it's one of those shows that. Gives you a little bit of the puzzle, and then it changes something, and then you want to know what happens next. Oh, that's cool. So it it does it very well. It's pretty pretty heavy on the comedy too, right? Like yeah. it's pretty well well written. Yeah, it, it is. I, I like the show a lot. Uh, I need to catch up on the post like break episodes, but I uh, I caught as as far as I've been speaking of like kind of that that's a little more like well written scripted sitcom, but um, Christella's kind of funny too. I haven't watched it, but I've heard that, and I'm like in a way I'm almost I was disappointed off, that it's good. I was I was kind of off put by it too. It was on at the gym. My iPhone had died, and I was just trying to find something to watch, and nothing. I didn't feel like watching Sean Hannity be a dick 
dick waffle. I almost said dick waffle. I don't know what dick waffle is. On Fox News because... Waffle shaped like a dick? Yeah, yeah, I guess. Or a dick shaped like a waffle? Either way, it doesn't look great. No. Not at all. A waffle shaped like a dick is like one of those... Pink, like okay, so they make the pancakes with the sausage inside of them. Yeah, like you know, like like it's like a corn dog, but breakfast corn dog. They should do that with waffle. They and it might be it might be really hard to bend a waffle, which no, sounds like I mean, a euphemism. I don't know. Like we're gonna be like some sort of like sorry guys, dude, we're that. going Let's... to make some breakfast. <laughs> Shit, my girlfriend comes home. We're just in the kitchen with lab coats on. We're so close. <laughs> it's just like flour everywhere. Hashtag waffle doctors. <laughs> There's gotta be a better way. <laughs> so yes, yes. I Christelle is actually really funny. I was I was shocked by how how funny I actually found it. It's yeah. pretty surprising, actually. Yeah, right. Uh, but but you did mention the Flash. The Flash is really good. I have yet to watch Flash. Flash is really good. Air has been really good this year. It's very been pretty consistent. Yeah. I mean, I only watched. I say the first season, but I mean like. I mean, like, half of the first season. You didn't even see when it gets good. I know. I, know. <laughs> I, mean, it, I like, got real into Revenge. That's when I got, like, balls deep in Revenge. See, that's that's the opposite. Like, I watched the first half of the first season of Revenge, and then I kind of... Go back, because this season's been real good. Yeah. They actually, yeah. the way they ended last season, something happened that I was like, if, at the beginning of the episode, I was like, bullshit, if this happens, I'm done fucking watching it. And then it happened, it's the thing I was dreading, and I was like, bullshit, not watching it. And then they really worked it out this season. They really did a good job with, with dealing with themselves. I'm being fucking cryptic because a major plot point of the show, the reason I was upset about the end of last season was a major plot point from this first season, it was like, doesn't matter anymore. And you're like, fuck you writers. But it actually is pretty good. It's worth it. Worth watching. I need to. I need to get back into Once Upon a Time too. I think. Oh my god! Last season was real, real good. Yeah, I think I got like halfway through season two. And I'm kind of into this season with the Frozen stuff that's been going on. I haven't watched a whole lot of it. Um, Elizabeth Mitchell just showed up, and I love her from Lost. So I'm very interested to see where that's going to go. But I, I want to catch up because right now they brought. The villains back on. They brought Cruella Deville. I sound so ridiculous talking about this. <laughs> they brought Cruella Deville. They brought Ursula, and they brought Maleficent, which is Kristen Bauer Van Stratton from who was Pam on True Blood. Yeah. And I fucking adore that woman. I love her. She plays a bitch so well. Yeah, I just want to <laughs> butt stuff. Is that too much to say? Like butt stuff. I mean, I was thinking it. I just didn't want to say it out loud like that. But but yeah, I totally get it. I'm definitely. Into her as well. She's so like Pam was just. I, I guess I guess she fell under the category of my attraction to unobtainable bitchy women. Yeah, yeah. She I did totally something. She did something magical for me. I don't yeah. know what it was. Plus, she was such a good comic relief character without intentionally being comic relief. Like her sarcasm undercut so many serious scenes. But then when she had to turn on the serious acting, like Sarah and I powered through. Um, True Blood. I need to watch the last two and seasons. And what's funny seen the last two, is everyone shit on the last season and a half. Season five was a rough go. Um, wait, season four was which is yeah, that's the season last season. Five I was saw. the Authority, which was rough. Christopher Maloney, they grossly underused him. Um, 
And it's Christopher Maloney. How do you grow Xander Hughes that man? He's great in everything he does, yeah. except for surviving Jack. That didn't work out too well for his favor. Yeah. Um, I heard the show wasn't bad, though. No, but Fox doesn't give their shows a yeah. chance unless you're Glee. Um, which, to Glee's credit, was a great first season. I like Gotham. I think it's good, too. I think people bitching about Gotham... I think I think people that bitch about Gotham are so set in, like, like this is the way Batman is, because this is the history of it, so this is how it needs to be. Well, they're being real Schumachers about the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> We're making it a verb. Quit being a Schumacher, I see your bat nipples. <laughs> but he, he, I see your bat nipples. That is the, the name of this episode. If they do it exactly like the way Batman goes... Then it's very predictable. They need to change stuff up. They need to We've make it different. We've seen the Bat exactly. story. Like We've seen it in the original series. Well, sort of, I guess, yeah. in the original series. We've seen it with... Ke- we saw it with Keaton. We saw it with Kilmer. We saw it with... Um, with... Clooney, for the most part, a little bit. Uh, which, Bale. Batman on Batman, just... If you've been following that, which they only do, like, two... Ep- they kind of like us. They only do two episodes every, like, six months. Um, just did the the commentary track for Batman and Robin, and they got through the first one. They did a first half, and they're working on the second half, and it is a doozy. I shamelessly like that movie, not because it's a good movie, just because I have good childhood connotations with it, but fuck is it rough to watch. Yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger gets billing over top of George Clooney in that movie. I would say at the time, Schwarzenegger was a bigger True. star than George True, Clooney. but he was on the downswing of his, like, action flicks. He really didn't... I mean, he, I guess in the 90s, he did, well, Judgment Day. So, yeah, no, he was still pretty popular, yeah. but that was, like, a year behind fucking Jingle All the Way. Clooney... Yeah, but Jingle All the Way was one of the best yeah, cinematic but, masterpieces of all time. I mean, it had Sinbad in it. Like a cinemasterpiece? Yes. Fuck you, fuck Turbo, man. Small soldiers all the way. <laughs> Although I'm, I'm sure the sequel to Jingle All the Way is terrible, with Larry the Cable Guy and Santino Morello. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Lawrence the Cable Provider. <laughs> um. I'm sure it's real bad. Oh yeah, yeah. What's with him taking over in sequels for like buff dudes? He did Tooth Fairy too, I yeah. think, as well for The Rock. <laughs> I don't know. Like, it's why so do weird. I know that? Why do I have that knowledge? I don't know math yet. I know who was in Tooth Fairy Two, who took over for The Rock, or the fact that I know they made a Tooth Fairy One. Yeah, that wasn't The Rock's greatest moment. No, um, no, but, but The Rock has come back. Like last year, he was the. I think he pretty much only goes by Dwayne Johnson now too. Well, he goes by Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Um, Dwayne. So Dwayne the Johnson the Rock. But he was the highest grossing movie star last year. He had, in 2000, I think it was 2014, yeah, he had like six movies come out, or maybe it was 2013. It was the movies, they it was are, the year the last Fast and Furious movie came out. That was 2013. 13. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. He, he had like Which six movies come out that year. new one looks insane. The, the I last might one was to... really good. It's because now they're... Okay, so the first one, rooted in reality, super serious. Mm-hmm. Except, I don't really... I mean, the Yakuza racing car, I don't know. Uh, that It's dumb, but it's it's a fun movie. Second one, super serious, still sort of rooted in reality. Three... great. The second one wasn't great. I like the second one, except Ty- Tyrese just looks say, like he doesn't like, want to be there. And I don't really want Tyrese to be there either. And then you got... Tokyo Drift. Tokyo Drift was was surprisingly good. Yeah, 
Yeah, and then four was when you got that like burst of oh, there's absurdity in these films. But and then, then five the and six were just wasn't like great. But then like five and six, well, five four was needed to reestablish the right. franchise. Yeah, to and bring then, back Vin Diesel. But five, five, they're just like, hey, remember Ocean's Thirteen? Let's just throw some cars in there and fucking hey, go. Hey, do you want us to kill a lot of people with a safe being drugged through Rio de Janeiro? <laughs> Do it. Let's do it. I think it was Rio. I'm gonna. I think it's. it's yeah, I Rio. think you're right. Yeah. Do you just want to see The Rock and Vin Diesel beat the shit out of each other? Of course I do. Of course I do. Not every movie has to be Birdman. I don't need a Wes Anderson exactly, film. Exactly. Sometimes yeah. I just want to see like I watched that trailer. Vin Diesel jumps. He doesn't really jump it, but he jumps a car from one building through another building. Do you know how bad I want to watch that happen? Do you want to want know how bad I want to watch them jump cars out of a fucking plane? <laughs> But I know Paul Walker's gonna go. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> there's nothing they can do yeah, about it. He's dead. Yeah. But, um, I, I, wow, I just, it looks like the suit, like okay, even the staunchest like doesn't watch action flicks. Like Ralph doesn't deal with that. For him, most movies have to be like classier flicks, not classy, but. More hipster, intelligent, yeah, uh, more intelligent flicks than that. I mean, like, and he has great taste. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, he's not I one agree. to kind of sit down and enjoy like a, a schlock fest, like the popcorn. I yeah. love, like, okay, I saw Transformers three in theaters, and I, it's not a good movie. As a no, it was better than the second one. It is, I it, think so. I could watch a jar of mayonnaise for two hours, and it'd be a better film than the second one. <laughs> I, I just, which is a solid reference to Rocket's Modern so Life. I love how in Revenge of the Fallen. Like, they have the whole exchange, like, you know, can you get a shirt any tighter? I was like, I looked. They didn't have any, and it was just so stupid. Like, there was just so many stupid lines in there and so many stupid concepts, and I'm just like... I thought the third one kind of revitalized it it for me. It was super fun. And and then then I didn't have any interest in seeing Age of Extinction. You know what? I... I I don't either. I got a Transformer. I kind of want to see it just to see how bad it is, you know? I don't need to see Mark Wahlberg in any more schlock fest. <laughs> however, however, I always wanted to see Pain and Gain, speaking of The Rock, and I never got to watch it. It's actually pretty good. I've heard glowing reviews. Yeah, and I did see that. And I like Tony Shalhoub. Uh, I, I, I love The Rock. Rebel Wilson gets me weirdly aroused. I, I don't know, something about that woman... Yeah, she's she's sexily plump and Australian, and I think I think accents accents just do it for me. I can get that, and I think she's incredibly funny too. Like, don't like I I think she's hysterical. She, I when I first saw her in Bridesmaids as the weird roommate, I think she's fucking so funny, and I love Pitch Perfect. I still haven't seen that, dude. You got it. okay. Let me let me get out for a second. It's so funny, and you have to I, you got to see it before the second one comes out. Because we're going to bro-date to that theater oh, and Jesus. see Pitch Perfect 2. Um, I mean, I love okay. Kendrick. But, yeah. So. It's hard not to. Yeah. It's hard not to. Um, I found out that another True Blood connection, Anna Camp, was in True Blood and uh, and that, too. Um, and Britney Snow. Fuck. A lot of people in the first one. Yeah. And I, well, most of them were coming back for the second one. Uh, I just had a full blackout. I'm really excited for a pitch for too. Um Fast and the Furious though, I, I I the more absurd it gets, the more fun it's gonna be. I think so too. And that's how like and that's what I want in my summer movies. Like yeah. 
in the summer, I'm not really thinking about, you know, like, these these, you know, thought-provoking things. Right, yeah. Those are my fall movies. The minute October rolls around and they start trotting out the Oscar bait, that's my that's my jam, too. Like, I made a list they of... They I made a list. I made a list bait. of movies I wanted to see. When, you know, I, yeah. I didn't get to see all of them. Like, I wanted to see Rosewater, the John Stork movie, and I, which I'm infinitely bummed about him leaving The Daily Show, uh, but if it gives him more time to pursue... F- Directing, awesome. Uh, I want to see Rosewater. I want to see well, Theory. Plus, now John Stewart's going to wrestle Seth Rollins. Yeah, I know that's hysterical. That's <laughs> hysterical. Um, also, also, uh, courtesy of the Nerdist episode today, they're one step closer to getting The Rock on the Nerdist, which I can't awesome, fucking. Win. Every time they have WWE dudes or like rock stars on, oh, dude, those those guys give great interviews. WWE guys, because well, because that's what they're paid. They're they're honestly, actors. They're actors. They're honestly, you should listen to Talk is Jericho. I'm sure Chris Jericho, when he's on the Nerdist, is one of the most intensely interesting human beings on the face. And Chris of the Jericho show. has really good interviews. Not Chris just- Jericho gave a great interview with Kevin Smith too. Yeah. Like, yeah. CM Punk gives amazing interviews. But um, if, if you, like, uh, Chris Jericho does a lot of good, like, music interviews. Like, he had Paul Stanley on there, and it was fucking awesome. Well, like, I just can't get behind Paul Stanley or any of those dudes because I don't like the aging rock star dinosaur motif where they can't accept anything new. Like, everything out of Paul Stanley and Gene Simmons' mouth is like, get off my lawn. I don't have time for that nonsense. Like, but he's had other people on there. Though. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, Nerdist background. Christmas had Joe Perry on, and Joe Perry was fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, they and well, obviously this person is going to be awesome, but they have fucking Paul McCartney on. And what's so what was so awesome was listening to Jonah and Matt like fangasm over the fact that they were interviewing Paul McCartney. Like that's just really cool. And he comes off as like super normal, like really down to earth. He's always comes off down to earth, yeah. but he's a fucking beetle. Like he's a living I mean, legend. He's a true. That's probably why legend. he's the remaining living beetle. Well, no. An assassin in cancer is there and he's hey, dude, 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 fuck you. You just you just fuck you fucked Ringo so hard. I did that on purpose. I know you did, and I didn't catch it till then. <laughs> Ringo does so much more than he's given credit for. Ringo's a really good drummer, actually. I do think it's a poor Ringo. I do think it's a total dick poor, move. Poor Ringo, forever alone. I think it was during the recording of the White Album that Paul McCartney re-recorded all the drums. <laughs> I didn't know about. That. Oh my! I, it might be. It's. I, I forget. What, I could be mixing up albums, but literally, they tracked him with Ringo. Paul McCartney went and recorded all the drums. <laughs> like, the fuck is that about? Like, well. I don't know, man. Ringo. You're not. But I song. love the Ringo songs. I, I you know it's, it's like it's like a hipster thing to be like, I like Ringo songs. But fuck, Octopus's Garden is an awesome song. <laughs> I like Ringo songs. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's not. It's, it's it's not cool to say, I guess. But no, I don't co-sign on a lot of his solo career. Then again, Paul McCartney's had a like you know I don't I fuck wings. Unless we're discussing the TV show, in which case, that brings me back. Oh, my to God. Tony we're back to Tony Shalhoub. Which brings me into Shalhoub my next. Get, get Shalhoubed up because I'm in my next talking point. The X-Files. Man. The X-Files. So, I, back in August, 
was privy to the fact that a comedian I love, Camille Nagiani, started a podcast called The X-Files Files, where he was revisiting all the episodes of The X-Files. And in the first season and second season, he skipped around a little bit, but recently he's been doing, like, the full season. He usually does about two episodes per... Or two episodes per episode. Um... And they're in the nearing the end of season three right now. Uh, they they talk a lot about the mythology episodes. They talk a lot of and they they even talk about a lot of the monster of the week episodes, which then prompted me in like late August, early September to start rewatching the X Files. Uh, I took a pause probably in November, end of October, beginning of November. I, I wasn't too committed. But then I realized now is, well, I know what happens. I don't have to rewatch the whole series, so I'm kind of jumping around right now. And there's some great Monster of the Week episodes. The mythology episodes are awesome. But, like, I find myself loving the Monster of the Week episodes way more than, like, the, the, the mythology episodes. Um, and I've been like that with, with a couple shows where I prefer the Monster of the Week episodes to, like, the overarching theme episodes. Um it's a good fucking. I'm not breaking any barriers by saying it's a good show. I mean, obviously, it ran from two or ninety three to oh one. So, yeah, and it's even as pop, even if not more popular today than it was. You know, actually, it has a better standing now in retrospect than it does when the series ended because you know they fucked up the last season and a half. I'm gonna I'm gonna save that because it might be good in retrospect. It might be good to go back and revisit it now that I've been a few years removed. Yeah. But I was I was 11 when the show ended. 12. I was 12 when the show Such ended. A kid. Oh, yeah. And I but I remember being like young, you know, younger than that when Ralph was first watching X Files when it would air, and he used to um, tape tape them with yeah. a VCR, what's, which we all did. That's why people get mad about technology. I'm like, fuck you. We can pause live TV and rewind shit. Yeah, it's, the struggle was so real. I love so living crazy. in this generation. Because, I mean, you think about even just 10 years ago, how different technology was. I remember I saw like, We didn't have smartphones 10 years ago. When I graduated close. high school. We were close to. Yeah. We were still. Everyone was still jonesing on. Uh, what is it? It's going to be 2000. To the five was Razor. Razor. Razor yeah. was like the big innovation technology. And then you had the BlackBerry, which yeah. is probably about like two years after that. And, and then the yeah, Razor, yeah. the most easily snappable phone of oh, all yeah. time. I watched more of my friends open their Razor too hard with their thumb and shatter them in the middle. See, I, I never had one. I always wanted one. But I'm glad I never got one. I had one of, like, the Nokia bricks. Like, uh, You got to play Snake. Yeah, dude, Snake. I don't yeah. envy that. I don't envy that. My first my dude, first. I, phone, I played Snake in high school. My like, first. <laughs> you actually got kicked out of high school for playing Snake. <laughs> um, I was playing with your Snake. Never mind. The, my first cell phone was, it was an Altel. So, actually, I was 18 before I got my first phone. I got, I got my phone Christmas of... Of 2008. That's probably like, I don't know, 13 maybe? Yeah, I, I honestly, all my friends in high school had them, so I really never had a need for them. I used yeah. to be able to me- memorize people's phone numbers. Can you imagine Dude, that? Dude, I don't, even imagine remember, I don't remember any phone number. Like, I, I don't barely know, remember mine. I don't know the phone number to call to work. Like, you I know, literally, like, I will be at work and need, like, and I'll, I'll sell a phone and I'll have to test it you know by number? calling the store. So I have to look in my phone to look up the number for our store so I can use the number. Do you know what number phone. I do have memorized offhand? Dominoes. I know Domino's number. I don't know why I know Domino's. Actually, I know, I know why. why you know Domino's God, I, I, yeah. Yeah, I ate a lot of Domino's for a long time. Yeah. Every time that you... I had that face, too, though. When it's, 
The first time I lived on my own, when I was in Maryland, I literally got Papa John's like all the time. I don't get a, I don't get the Papa John's boner. It doesn't really do it. But me. you know what? They're, they're, I've been grooving on Vocelli's though recently. But there's never been a Papa John's really around here. I mean, there was once, but it sucked. One in Steubenville? Yeah. Yeah, it was terrible. It was bad. Closest one is the one in Weirton. Yeah. And I don't even know. If, I think you had to meet them somewhere if they you deliver. Do, yeah. Like, uh, but when I was in Maryland, I mean, they were close by. They usually had good pizza deals. Like, I'd get like three pizzas and that would last me like a couple days. And Yeah, my problem is if I get a pizza, it's gone that night. <laughs> it's bad. It's real bad. Yeah. The amount of pizza I can consume as a human being is, is close to my I have that weight. problem, too. <laughs> I really pizza do pizza and Taco Bell it, yeah. Taco Bell doesn't make it past like uh, an hour in my home like yeah, it just so, goes speaking of life, go to the gym tonight or order some pizza tonight <laughs> so I could probably talk Sarah into ordering pizza but I want for Chelly's like I know this is not interesting to anyone other than no, us I like but it. I fucking want pizza really bad right what now what the fuck's for Chelly's that's a national chain right it might be I don't know really might be regional. I don't know. I'm not Might sure be it's regional. regional. Speaking of regional, I uh, got I got a text from one of my one of my friends the other day, who's in he's back in Michigan right now, and he was getting mad that he can't find there's no sheets up there. <laughs> I was like, yeah, fuck you. We got sheets. It's like if you want to argue why West Virginia, Ohio, and Pennsylvania is cool, it's because we got sheets. Sheets has really good food. Sheets has amazing. Like food. when when I when I worked uh, at the AT and T call center. There was a sheets right there. You mean when you hated your life? Yeah, when I hated my life. Um, <laughs> Although I don't know how you feel about Radio Shack. Uh, I still hate my life. Well, no, I, I barely go in there anymore. You're going to find so. something. You're going to find some, a uh, badass job. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm hoping. Or maybe something like this will help me. Like, well, you've been do something. You've been crafting your way into a badass job. You're yeah. gonna you're gonna invent your job. Not in, well, not invent it, but you're yeah. gonna you're gonna work your own way into the job. I I hope so. I hope so. I hope it works out. Well, we'll it will. See. I know. It will. Yeah. Um, you're smart, Trevor. But yeah, but shit. with I'm with a corporate sheets. drone. <laughs> I know my place in this world. I'm a corporate drone. With sheets, like I would just go in there and I I mean I forget exactly what boom boom sauce is. Oh my god! But it is the best sauce ever. Yeah, like, how do you forget what boom boom sauce? I don't is? know what the mixture. It's like garlic and like what red pepper or. I'd assume some type of cayenne, maybe. Yeah, like, but it's really good. Like, it's it's hot, but it's not too you know hot. How bad I want to get in my car and go to fucking Sheets right now. But like, I would go into Sheets and I would get the deep fried macaroni things with the boom macaroni boom sauce. cheese with not not that with the boom boom sauce, but I would get the chicken tenders and have them put boom boom sauce on. I think it just came. And it was amazing. And I would get that for breakfast going into... That also is not healthy. No, it wasn't. They I also mean, have really good coffee. Sheets coffee is fucking great. They do. I used to get... Uh, what did I, it was like a pumpkin spice with vanilla or something like that. See, I like... Um, but it was a frozen one. They have a coffee. It was real good. Their Kona one is is great. That, that It's like a Hawaiian coffee blend. I think there's some type of like nodes of like coconut in it and i actually that just bought some, really good i just bought some kona coffee for for here because i consume i consume well i had i had quit smoking for about seven months um yeah so that really i don't know i don't like it as much as i did i'm, I'm probably gonna stop again it's not as enjoyable as it once was good. now that first smoke though was fucking awesome i missed it i missed it to buzz again off nicotine i know i'm, I'm a terrible person but to bu- i haven't buzzed off nicotine since i was like 17 years old it was fucking awesome to experience again uh 
but no, it's not as enjoyable as it was. Plus, I'm like to the point where I'll buy a pack and I I barely make it through a pack a week. Like it's to the point where it's like kind of like why do it anymore? Yeah. So in the warmer months, I actually enjoy smoking, but it's too fucking cold to smoke. I, I mean, I still enjoy smoking a cigar. I I really want to stop and buy one of those. Um, I had I had the one. The, there was one day that it was almost warm out. I want to jog like a cigar like a mother. It oh, wasn't a couple quite, weekends ago. Yeah. Okay. So and I just went. I went outside on my porch and I smoked a cigar. I went that Saturday. It was like. Okay, you got to understand that in February, every now and then, we'll get like a 45-degree day in Ohio, and it feels like fucking summer compared to last week where, like, there was lows of, I don't know, what, negative 13, negative with wind chill, like negative 20. Yeah. Um, So, 45 degrees feels like a fucking heat wave. So, it was a few weekends ago, probably probably actually the first week of this month. Yeah, I went went to the gym. I worked out, came back from the gym. And I was like, I was going to go up and get cleaned up. And I was like, ah, oh, it's really nice outside. So I went and ran in my neighborhood. Uh, ambitious, I know. But I ran in shorts in my fucking neighborhood in the middle of February. And I was like so excited. And then promptly three days later, it was back to being a nightmare. There is warm weather coming up this week, though. I, I, not, well, I guess not warm. I just want to know what, Warmer. I want to know what 50 feels like right now. <laughs> yeah, I, I would kill for that right now. I, it, I would literally kill for that. I keep so. thinking it's coming soon and daylight savings coming up. Yeah. And but it's still not the same. It's not gonna be the same. The hardest part of working a nine to five, what well, time I was still working eight thirty to four thirty, mostly five o'clock because I stay I would stay over, was that I would in December I would get to work at 8.30 and it was still kind of just getting, well, not just getting light, but still really early in the morning and dark. And I would leave and it would be nighttime outside. That shit got to me. I was like going through, see, I don't want to say seasonal depression because that's, you know, I want to, I don't want to trivialize what is a real disorder, but Uh, I would feel super, super tired and just depressed all the time. Honestly, I very much go through that. Uh, I'm, I'm, I don't like extreme hot. I'm not a humidity guy. I don't get people that like extreme hot. Yeah, I don't like, but give me like, Give me 60. 60, 60 degrees well, is like my, 60 right now would be awesome. In yeah. summertime, cool. 60 is a little too cool in the summer. 75. Give me 75, no humidity, and let me just lounge in my pool. Like, that's all I want to do. And I'm just, I'm so jonesing for June. I want yeah. June so fucking bad. And it's coming, and I don't want to, like, I don't want to, like, rush the year. I mean, it's so early. But I'm noticing now with, like, with a steady office job, like, my days blend together so much that I don't even notice that it's February. And I know that I'm going to blink and it's going to be April. Like, so it's coming. It's coming. It's just when you're outside and you're like, this is a nightmare. This is nightmare cold. Like, today wasn't terrible. It was better than yesterday. Um, I'm just... We went from having, like, no snow where I was, like, it was, like, the middle of December, beginning of January, and we still hadn't had snow to all of the snow. And I hate snow so much. I don't. I hate it. You know what's funny is I I didn't get my license until a lot later. I mean, you remember when I I didn't drive. I didn't get my. Actually, no. I mean, I really, we didn't hang out that much. I'd already had my permit. I didn't have my license when we started hanging out because when we started hanging out with with Jaeger, I was still getting chauffeured by him a lot of the time. Um, when I, I remember, and I didn't even think about it. I didn't get my license until I turned 21. I loved snow so much in like high school and, yeah. and after. Because well, when you're a kid and you don't have to drive. It, no, that's completely different. The minute I got my car and went through my first winter, I, my first winter with my car, I slid. No, I'm sorry. 
I wasn't. Sarah was kind of taking me out to her place. She lived. She lived about. Uh, she lived in Mingo, which is yeah. probably about twenty minutes. Well, if you drive the speed limit, twenty minutes from where I was staying at my parents' house. But in the beginning of twenty thirteen, I um, got caught in a horrible snowstorm on the way home, and. It was in the morning, and I'm tr- I'm creeping along this. I, I couldn't avoid a hillside, and I, my car lost traction, and I went into a guardrail. Like, and I was well, not bad enough. I was going. I was yeah. only going like ten miles an hour, but it still made a dent. Luckily, I got. <laughs> speaking of, it was a warm weather day at the end of January. I got. I parked my car at my old high school parking lot, went to run the track, and I got hit in the parking lot. I wasn't even I, good. I wasn't in my car, but I got hit in the parking lot. Um. Yeah, winter sucks. Winter yeah. sucks. Winter sucks really bad. I hate it. There's nothing enjoyable. I mean, I love I love fall. I love Halloween. Like that stretch, that holiday stretch where it's like Halloween, then it's Thanksgiving, but Thanksgiving's kind of Christmas halftime. And it's like and I love Christmas. The minute that Christmas is over, go the fuck away. <laughs> go go away, snow. Go away, cold weather. If it could go cold, I don't know, cold weather, like November, December when you're supposed to have snow. But this year we didn't have snow then. Yeah. It was kind of nice on Christmas, it, actually. It feels like it. Christmas was actually kind of It almost feels outside. like in in the most recent years, like the weather periods have shifted in a way, at least. Well, last year. traditional. Last year. Because, like, I remember when I was a kid, it's snowing, like, on Halloween. I, like, it did. Actually, a couple years ago, it did that. I don't know if it snowed, but it got cold enough to kind of snow. Yeah. And. This Halloween wasn't that great outside. And I remember the night after well, you remember we, we went out to the bar on well, it wasn't Halloween, it was the that weekend. It yeah. was Hall 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 weekend. Halloween weekend. No, it had to have been. Ha- no, it was. They they did trick or treat early. It was on Halloween that we went to the bar. It might have been. Yeah. Sober us. Um well, yeah, we, we were the people the we loved got <laughs> wrecked. Got unsober. Because the next day was November 1st and it was fucking freezing outside. And that's on Nightcrawler. That's how I know I based oh, okay. off what I saw. But that was a nightmare. That was so fucking cold and it dipped so quickly that I was just, it's no fun. No fun. Cold weather and me, especially since dropping the weight, I don't deal well with cold anymore. I used to be able to go outside in, sh- in shorts in the winter and just be like, yeah. oh, I'm sweating. Can't do it anymore. <laughs> then again, I used to also sweat doing anything yeah so which you know it's still i could i could rigorously work out for an hour in the gym and be pretty sweaty but not like disgustingly sweaty as compared to i'm sitting in like in my office if the air conditioner is broken yeah and i'm wearing a dress shirt i will sweat through my dress shirt oh well dress shirts are hot which is crazy because they're thin fucking fabric yeah but it i think it's well because usually with a dress shirt you have it tucked in so then you know there's no like real airflow going on yeah so it makes sense. I I wear a dress shirt when I do wrestling events, so uh, I completely understand. And it's those are usually pretty hot because there's a bunch of people there. And you think you are the Miz? Uh well, <laughs> no, but but I did. You know, at our last show, I did get to go into the ring and do stuff on the microphone. So did you? Mm-hmm. That's fucking awesome. How's that? Uh, how's that all working out, Black Diamond? Uh, it's going good. It's going good. We just uh, we just. Picked up a new place. We lost our place in Wheeling. Where were you in Wheeling? We were at the Eagles. Oh, yeah. What happened? And that, well, honestly, that place is a shithole. And <laughs> so I've heard. And the and the woman lost her insurance. The woman who owns the place lost her insurance. Oh, okay. So we couldn't run there without the insurance. 
Um, so we're now at the Nelson Jordan Center in Brilliant or Martin's Ferry, rather. I actually think I know the Rec Center. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah so we're now doing those shows on Saturdays. Uh, and uh, a lot of, of course, the the our first show there. It's the Saturday where, like, at two o'clock, it just decides to like pile on a whole bunch of fucking snow. Well, what was crazy um, about last weekend with even with the snow, it was still kind of warm outside mm-hmm. and it was melting so quickly. Like, it wasn't. <laughs> I made the mistake of I got back from the gym at about twelve o'clock on Friday, parked my car in the back lot of my apartment, didn't touch my car until Monday morning. Went to brush off my car, and my windshield was went, and that was it. It just, <laughs> it, I could, I had, it took me 15 minutes to scrape off the front of my car. Yeah. Because it was so caked on with ice and snow. Song of Ice and Fire. Except lack of fire. Lack of fire. Firewood just made my, like, actually just <laughs> made my car shatter. But no, I, I still like doing those, those shows, and they're fun. Um, and I think, I, I think... I, I can actually go up in front of 100 to 200 people and go in a ring and actually give a promo better than I can go up to a person I don't know and talk to them, which is kind of weird. I can, uh, I'm actually, a better performer than I am. Like I was actually talking to... to I'm very shy one-on-one, at least, before well, I, was I know talking somebody. To my... my, my, my mom about that the other, the other day with, with me um, I am someone who I, I used to really like strangers and it's not that I don't like making friends and I like it but I kind of got to like gauge you first I like yeah. pretty much everybody I, it's really hard for me to like truly truly dislike, dislike someone but um, I'm kind of like a, a, a dumb dog that way. Like, <laughs> you could kick me, and I'm probably be like, I'm still your friend. Like, hi. That's pretty much how I am. But I noticed this new thing about me, and it's not new, I guess, within the last year, is I'll be in a store. Hypothetically, I'll be in a store. I'll see someone I know, and I'll immediately be like, oh, I'm going to talk to them. And I'm like, I really don't want to have a conversation right now. And I kind of yeah. go the opposite direction. I do and I try to avoid them. Like, and there are people I like. It's not that I don't yeah. want to talk to them. It's just like, in my mind, I'm like... Well, then if I start talking to them, I got to think about my exit strategy and I'm not good with exit strategies. <laughs> so I was like, bye. Like, I, yeah. I don't, I, I'm not, I'm not a good closer, I guess is my problem. And I was talking, you know, I said, but it's different because I can get up on stage in front of a room full of people and it's, and I think it's because I'm like, pay attention to me, Fox. I'm the one that's got the microphone. <laughs> like y'all don't get to talk. I got the microphone. No, Taylor got the microphone, but I get to yeah. say things every now and then. And I have no problem playing in front of a group of people. I I, I still get nervous um, because I never want that to go. I love the feeling of the nerves before a show. But and, – and even – I used to dread public speaking courses you know, in school. But the minute I was up there doing it, I'd relax. Like yeah. the minute – thinking about it is much worse than I, I think so too. Um Thinking about getting up there and playing a show is much worse than when you're in the midst of it, you know. Um, but one-on-one, I, I, I've kind of become not a recluse, and I wouldn't say I'm agoraphobic. I love being in public, but I like keeping such a low profile. That yeah, I'm the same way. I don't – I mean, it's, and I, it's not that I don't like putting myself out there, but I guess – and I know a lot of people like this. I, I'm just super scared of failure. 
And I, I don't mean turn this into therapy session, but like, yeah. I'm super scared of failure. I'm super scared that I'm not going to be what people want me to be. Yeah. And I'm also scared to not know what people want me to be. If that makes, you know, if that makes no, sense. It makes total sense. Cause I feel the same way. Yeah. And, and, and I, I get that about myself and, and I, I've, I've tried to make better strides towards it, but I don't know. It's not easy. It's not yeah. easy to do. It's oh. not easy to kind of correct a portion of you. Yeah. So, you know, long story short and rambly ramblesons that I am, I, I just, I try, I, I, I've been trying to make efforts to be more sociable and be more out there, which I never was like this. As a kid, I was very sociable. and mm-hmm. But now it's kind of like I'm more content if I'm in. Okay. And it's, it's kind of a weird too, like, cause like, like at the gym. I would say, I would say like, in my early 20s, like, I'd want to go out and hang out with people, like, all the time. If, and, like, it's my now, core group. My core group. If I'm invited to go out with my core group, recently, they, they you know, it's become some different people. Um, I, I, I become, you know, Sarah and I go out with Jen a whole lot, and I love Jen. Like, I, I think Jen's a fantastic person. I love hanging out with her. Um, but it's very rare that I make, like, a, a friend like that. And... To be perfectly honest, I mean, I'm like that. I'm. I, it was kind of hard with with a few of Sarah's friends because I just maybe I just felt be, like because they're older than me that I was just that dumb kid and I mm-hmm. I couldn't relate to them. And they're not that much older than me, but it just feels like what would I have to offer opinion wise to people who have lived longer than me? I guess, which is crazy. I've always hung out with older people, yeah. but I sometimes feel like. You know, she has older she has older friends that are you know successful, and I, maybe I just don't give credence to my own achievements. Maybe, but I it's just all this path of really insecure. Like I don't know where I got that. I'm the same way though. I mean, like it feels weird to me because, like, at this point in my life, at least monetarily, I'm not like in a great place. Um, so going I'm, out isn't really an option for you a lot of the time. Well, it, I mean, I could go out and like hang out and you know. But you want to have money to be able to do things, right? That's that's the thing. So like, so you know, from a monetary, but like, it feels weird like going out and being the guy that's always like, well, I don't have any money. You know, what I mean, when you used to and, be the guy that you know kind of had, right? That would always just be like, yeah, I'll just you know spend and not give a crap because I have a good job. Um, and I was like that for years because I was I was an assistant manager for years, and you know I I I can easily get a job where I can make good money. Um, but you feel like giving up part of your soul. That's the thing. Like I'm, I did that for so long that I just don't want to do that again. Um, I just I want to use I want to have enough free time to where I can do stuff and try to make stuff work. Um, try to do new things. Try to, I, I'm, tr- I, you know, I'm, I'm trying to think of more ideas like to to put into like videos and stuff like that, and and you know start some web series and and that sort of thing, and and that's what I want to do. Like I, I want to figure that stuff out. Um, I want to write more, um, which I, I've started to do some exercises and getting myself to write more, not just about like video games and stuff like that, but. Uh, more personal and creative. Um, me and our friend Danny, uh, me and her have started to swap back uh, writing prompts that we put up on our tumblers. 
Um, so I and I kind of like that because it's it's something it, it makes you think creatively and actually do it and put it out there. Um, and it's funny because I I probably wrote my most personal piece about a month or so ago on my Tumblr, um, which you can check out at trevorross.com. Um, you got that domain? I do. Nice. Yeah, I do. Um, and uh, I talked about, like, what what happened to me in my past year between, you know, what happened with, like, the whole headlocks for breakfast thing to, you know, after – and why that failed. And, you know, it, why that failed is because essentially – I got led into a depression and I was depressed for a little bit there uh, for a few months. And I mean, some of it sucks. Yeah. It sucks because I, um, went through a similar thing probably just before I started working on all the time, um, in 2013. I was happy with everything that was yeah. going on in my life. I mean, it, it wasn't a matter, you know, that's not, I guess. It's, it's, not, it's not necessarily if you're happy with your life or not. No, nope, like, I'm perfectly content. It's just, I was, the things that, the things that I would get excited about weren't getting me excited. I right. Mean, yeah. It was kind of sad that by that point in time, the thing I was most excited for outside, you know, my, my relationships were perfectly intact. I, yeah. I you know, I, I was in a good place like that but i really hated my job i really dreaded going in there um i didn't like that i was i was you know looking at at the the back side of 300 pounds like i i didn't like what where i was emotionally yeah. and the and it was sad that the thing that made me happiest was that 21 pilots album because that was just such that a, was a really good that was album. such like yeah. it, it, such an interesting record that it 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 kept my focus on a lot of things but i just wasn't excited about anything and i, I was really just frustrated with my, my my stasis in life and then and then when i made that joining we would say the princess helped which is kind of sad from from where it is now, but yeah. But back then, you know, when I joined, and how excited that Joey was to accept me in the band, and how excited those guys were, and in what we started building after I joined, that helped me too. But it was the minute that I decided that one that Sunday night that I was like, I'm gonna go run tomorrow, and I stuck to it, and then I stuck to it for the next six, you know, five six months. When I started seeing the difference in myself and I felt more confidence, that's when I decided I was like, oh, this I – mean, I still was dealing with some demons, some shit that I wasn't yeah. okay with. But I I think the big part is is that when I was out when I was out running and I was by myself with my headphones in, I was alone in my own head, in my own thoughts, and I could be – I could – I spent more time – it was – back to Scrubs, it was my epiphany toilet. It was yeah. like that that – thing where I had this sacred place, the track, where I could go and I was by myself the most of the time and, and and I could throw my headphones and just be alone. And I think I needed that. I needed that, you know, I more than anything. And I made some poor life choices in the coming months and I and then I had a second chance to to better myself and I you know I haven't dealt with it as much in the last in the last year yeah. 2014 
was interesting for me. It was, it was, you know, and that it makes me sad to hear that it wasn't the best year for you because yeah. it was a fairly interesting year for me. A lot happened. I mean, the first six months was spent really, really bad at my job, but still I got to come home to an apartment that I was happy about and bill wise kind of sucked. Don't get me wrong, but you know, Sarah and I were trying to work on what life was outside of living other places. We, we, you know, got to be together. And when, when I switched jobs, when, when, when the other shoe finally dropped and Lancelot's closed, not that I didn't have warning, but when it closed, suddenly one night like i knew that the end of the week was probably the end of the line for me and i had already applied to this other job and i i had my first interview with this other job and when i had my interview i just let them know they asked if there's anything else i needed to ask them i said you know can i just can i can i have some some security knowing that i can provide my other job with a two weeks notice because i I thought i'd have two more weeks yeah and when he came in that night and was like hey we're closing it down you know this is your last night a full week before i was supposed to be done you know, I felt weird. I felt weird. Um, I, and and cooking in kitchens were the only thing I knew. And so to start this new job was such a scary experience for me. If anything, I felt so stranger in a strange land last year. But I couldn't have found a better job. I couldn't have found a better place. And I think the last six months of, of the year, you know, the first six months were interesting, but the last six months were an adventure for me. And... That's something that I can credit that that Apollo, if anything, has boosted my confidence, um, a sense of professionalism, uh, something that I I didn't think that a quote unquote corporate job was going to provide me. You know, I never wanted to be a drone, but I like it. Like I I, I say drone lovingly. I I, I completely understand because there was there was definitely a a long period of time when I worked for GameStop that I. Like you, you really were, enjoyed yeah, my job. You were a cog in the machine, but but it didn't you feel at least that way. Got you know, to see you saw the cogs that controlled the system. You know, yeah. and it's not the government; it's it's GameStop. But you still had procedure. You you were a manager. You yeah. you called shots. Like yeah. you know, not on a corporate level, but you called shots on a store level for for you know, I guess not really district called shots on a store level. Yeah, but when it stripped away from you. When there's a sense of power stripped away from you, it doesn't feel good. I mean, it never feels good to lose power. I got to imagine that stepping down from, well, being asked to step down from GameStop for unjustifiable reasons. Oh, yeah. Especially when the reason that I I was let go uh, six months later, they got rid of that requirement. (laughs) That's kind of... And and look, the same thing happened to another one of our friends. I mean... The same type of bullshit, the same type of red tape bullshit that keeps their turnover rate the way it does. Yeah. But but back to back to you know you you suffering from from depression and it's just not a good look. I mean it's not a good look for anybody. Yeah. But it's it sucks. It sucks so bad. It sucks to not be excited to wake up in the morning. Yeah. You can't. You know I'm not gonna spring out of bed every day and just be like joy. Like, yeah. This yeah. morning I was like sleep. I just want more <laughs> sleep. But. I like what I do. Yeah. And you're supposed to like what you do. And that's that's kind of where I want to be 
I don't get the old school mentality of like, you know, well, my dad's dad worked in a factory and, you know, being happy wasn't on it. Well, guess what? Back then, it you didn't – being happy wasn't a requirement. And I know that people think it should still be that way now, but you should like what you do. Yeah, you shouldn't – like in those days, you didn't finish high school. You, you worked in a factory at age 14 to support, you know, a family and because it was necessary. But guess what? Technology is way ahead of us right now to the point where yeah. that's not the case anymore. So if you want to be happy with who you are and what you do, you damn have the, you damn well have the right to be happy with what you do. Yeah. I get so mad when people are like, oh, this – Generation doesn't know work ethic. No, we're redefining what work ethic is. We're redefining what work is. We, it doesn't have know, to we, be the nine to five factory. Right. It just so happens I like my nine to five job, but I have a I have a habit of forest gumping my way into situations like this <laughs> where I, I you know you keep your head down and you make friends and you make connections and you shut your fucking mouth, which is hard for me, I know, but you eventually it will lead somewhere. Yeah. Whereas you, it's like. There's a vast world out there for you to explore. So you're not just going to settle for something. You want no, to know. I, you want I've, security. And, and you know, I, I want to keep working towards what I'm working towards. And I that determination keep, is exactly what's going to lead you to achieving it. I want to keep writing. I want to keep doing stuff like this, keep doing podcasts, do videos. And I, mean, I, I, I say know. it every time, but I like to make it more concerted. I know we say, like, well, we'll do every week. But, you know, even if it's every two weeks, I'd be more into doing yeah, that. Yeah, we, we definitely need to. I, you know what? This has actually been, and we're probably casing up on about an hour and a half, two hours, but it's us, so of course yeah. it is. I like that we started with the Oscars and ended up here. Yeah. Um, this is actually one of the most honest conversations we've ever had as far as the podcast goes. Yeah. Um, I like the ones, not pointing it out, it's lame, but I like the ones where it transitions from being like podcast talk to forget the mics yeah. on real conversation. I, I'd like to make a more concerted effort into to being more available. And it's it's not, you know, I am probably skipping the gym tonight. <laughs> um, I'll go again tomorrow. Actually, I keep saying I'm going to force myself to go in the morning, but that never happens. Yeah, it's, it's tough, especially when you have a job that's at a set time each day. Um, I need to start going again. Um, it's good. It's good. Because, um, I mean, I, I still have a membership. I just have I go in the evenings. Gone. Um, I just need to actually make that effort to go. Um, but my problem is this time of year, it's like with the weather and stuff, like I just don't want to leave my house. You know what? The the mad dash from my from my apartment to my car in shorts right now in negative degrees to my to my car to the gym is uh, is intense. I'm not a huge fan of it. But actually at the point now where if it feels good to put in the time and effort and yeah. And to see, to already see vast improvements to to where I was, I absolutely love it. I, I love it more. And, and you know, it, like I said, I feel more confident when I'm going there and whatnot. And so, you know, I'm, I love going. I think it's great. I know I, you know, hardcore weightlifters bitch about that place and I, yeah, but I, you know what? That's that it's place not, isn't not for a, like the hardcore. Like if if you want a hardcore gym, go to fucking Gold's Gym or something. You know? Yeah. Like Planet Fitness. I mean, it's for like the casual person that just wants to go in there and like use a treadmill and that sort of thing. It's, which I do. I yeah. love the treadmill. Yeah, that's what my shins what won't explode too, yeah. on me. Um, I did. Actually, I did the arc climber yesterday, and that's a fuck. <laughs> like. That burns cal- – the only reason I got on it is because I just needed an extra, like, 50 calories burned super quick and, like, it just- 
and I put it on like this really high setting. I didn't know how high or how it yeah. worked. I thought it arced back. No, it goes up. So I'm like running like this. <laughs> like I'm dying. I, I I love I love going. Actually, I, one of my crowning achievements was uh, one of the workers the other day was like, "Ah, oh, you're becoming a regular." I was like, "Yes." I was kind of the point. But the reason why I like going now this time of year is because it is so cold and I can't run my neighborhood. Yeah. The minute that this weather lets up, I want to do a mix of running outside where there's light and sunshine and joy and happiness and undercut that with going over there as well because I've been lifting and my arms actually hate me. So I did a pretty rigorous workout last night, which is why I might give myself a night off tonight and just go back tomorrow. But yeah, I have to go now because if I wasn't giving myself something to do, I'd just be laying around here and be sad all the time. Growing out my seven-month beard again. Yeah, that's pretty much what I do. <laughs> it's strong, man. That <laughs> seasonal depression shit is strong. Yeah, no, I, I, I mean, I, it seriously does it for me. And it, it you know, right now uh, with, you know, the, the work situation is we just, you know, Radio Shack just filed for bankruptcy and... You know, I, I don't know what's going on there. I don't really care, though. I, it's kind of just the thing I do to have money to pay my cell phone bill. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I pretty much just work two days a week at this point. So I, I have, like, five days to do stuff, and, and then I end up not doing stuff because, I don't know, just, like, it's the seasonal thing where, like, I get up and just, like, I don't know, just, like, veg out and, like, watch my DVR. And it... But I, I want to do more stuff. That's the thing. It's just it's kind of just like one of those like I almost need like those like aha moments because like once I get those like I write and it's great. Well, take on me, Trevor. Take on me. <laughs> but like that that night the the warm night that, that brings us back to that warm night where I went outside. I smoked a cigar on on my porch and just sat there and listened to music while I did it and. I wanted to write after that. Like, I had ideas those, in my head. Those are the, the precise nights, and it, it's kind of like that new environment. And I think of – I was sitting here – before I went to New York back in October, I was sitting here beating myself up trying to come up with – like, I had a concept, and I had an intro for this short film I wanted to make. And I was, like, kind of – I was hounding and hawing about it, and I knew where – I kind of had an idea where I wanted it to go, but I had this intro that I really liked, but I wasn't going anywhere. And sometimes that change of scenery, the first night that I tried to type on the way up to New York, we stayed in, like, upstate, so it was, like, rural area. It looked like yeah. it looked like countryside New York. Um the first night up there, there's this thunderstorm, and I'm in this, you know, this this, this strange house. It's only strange because I hadn't been there before, and it's and I'm listening to the storm outside, and I was like, "Fuck yeah!" Like, right. like that was that I needed that mindset mm-hmm. to get me to get me out of my comfort zone and just go somewhere new and right. Like, and I'm in like this farm country where I'm writing about like this haunting serial killer kind of shit, and I'm like, if it was gonna happen, it would happen here. <laughs> like, that's that's the shit. Like, I love. I love going somewhere and writing, but I need that inspiration click first. Yeah. And those warm nights where you sit outside, those are the ones that like, I get. I'll sit on the porch and I'll start writing shit. Yeah, that's that. You know, that's that's kind of where that's that's when like my head like because at that point it's like your mind's like clear. It never and feels it just, clearer like, than that moment. You know, and then it just you know you just get that spurt of energy just pops in your head and it's just like shit. Now I can do this, 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 and this. You focus on what you have to do. It also helps if you have Adderall involved. <laughs> um, Shit, I think I'm gonna wind down. So yeah, it's gonna be home soon. Yeah. Well, yeah. That, that so was we like, went literally from Oscars to seasonal depression to 
to Birdman, which is about depression and <laughs> theory Bird of everything. Man. Yeah, I, I keep thinking of Spoonman. I time. do the same Bird- thing every time. Yeah. I kept, when they were doing the other show, I go Birdman. She's like, that's not funny anymore. I was like, it wasn't funny the first time I did it, but no. I'm still going to do it. No, I do it every time. Every it felt good. Yeah, it did. It felt good. Yeah. Air these, air these six-month grievances. Yeah, well, you know, I think we need to do this. We'll, we'll be back in at least a couple weeks, if not next week. I agree. I think that's uh, that's our that's our February year's resolution. Word to your mother. But anyway, guys, uh, you can... Follow me on Twitter at Trevor Oz. You can listen to all the other podcasts on the Spider Duck Network that are happening right now, especially the one with me and Marcus Miller as we talk and watch every single episode of Monday Night Raw. And really, we do. We're doing it. And how far are you? Uh, we are on episode five. From the when did Raw start? Ninety three. You have some legwork. How long is the season of Raw? Uh, 52. Well, oh, I think it's like 49 because it's weekly episodic television. Wow. So we will never run out of content. Holy um, shit. That, so, you, just, you just tapped an untapped market. But not only are we... We're, we're doing it commentary style, like almost like DVD commentary. So if you have the WWE Network, you can listen along with the episode and watch it as we're watching it. You can lose, oh God, sorry, I'm professional. You can listen to or you can watch every Raw ever. Uh, well, right now they have up to... Like ninety six. Still, so hopefully by the time that we're rolling around there, it'll you know they'll have more up there. Well, you'll so. also be like thirty five by the time you're done with the first three seasons, um. right? So, yeah, and, and it's awesome. It, it's a lot of fun. Uh, we and we're doing every pay per view in between. We did a three hour uh, show on the Royal Rumble nineteen ninety three with uh, Pittsburgh wrestling legend Shirley Doe, and that was awesome. Um, and he was awesome. He has a lot of good stories. He's been in the wrestling business since like 1992. And wrestling so. legend Shirley McLean <laughs> was on the Oscars. Yes, <laughs> she su- she suplexed Meryl Streep. But you can you can listen to that. You can listen to the the guys uh, at Nerdberg who do the Nerdberg po- podcast usually every week. Sometimes every like two to three weeks. You can research the Nuremberg trials and get your World War Two on. <laughs> Damn. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. But no, the, the guys at Nerdberg, uh, they talk about all the nerdy comics and I need a, movies and stuff. I need a comic store trip. You do need a comic store. I haven't gone to the comic store in fucking ages. I haven't either. I'd like to just go. I miss the smell of the bookstore. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like been a while. It and sadness, but... <laughs> it's been too long. A lot of sweatpants. <laughs> um, if you're interested in the current wrestling product, you can check out Lost in the Midcard, which is Jeremy Bennett and Matt Black um, here on the Spider Duck Network. Uh, we have other stuff coming and going. I have a couple ideas for some shows that may come to fruition, hopefully within the next month or so. Um, one of them, uh, which I talked about on Twitter, is I want to try to get uh, some people on and interview them from different different industries. You know, mu- music, movies, television, uh, video games, etc. Uh, so hopefully, um, I can get a couple of those interviews uh, done. Contact some people, and and maybe we'll get that going. Um, and then I have a couple other wrestling-related ideas uh, that may also come uh, along. So that should be interesting. Um, and then you should check out uh, every... It, it'll probably be either every Thursday or Friday. Uh, we're going to have a new video uh, with Keith Hot, the Untitled Keith Hot Project, uh, where we play a different game each week um, on our YouTube channel. 
uh, and on spider.net. So I'm on my Twitter every like three months. So sweet pick oh nine S W E E P P I C K O nine uh on Twitter. Am I? No, you're I'm at Ian Parisi. Parisi. Yeah, oh you're... my old my old Twitter was sweet pick oh nine and I got overrun with spam because I followed too many bots by <laughs> by accident. Um yeah, no, at Ian Parisi. Sorry. I was gonna say that's uh, not your Twitter. You can find me on Facebook at Ian Parisi. Uh you can find me on Instagram at sweet pick oh nine on Instagram. Okay. There we go. Um I take classy shots of booze I'm drinking, so <laughs> And yeah, uh, watch the X Files. Truth is out there. Trust no one. Cigarette smoking man is a bad guy. <laughs> black black oil. Uh, Walter Skinner. Hashtag Mitch Pledgey needs something to do. I love Mitch Pledgey. <laughs> watch it. It's on. It's on Netflix. Fucking watch X Files. It is. It's real good. It's. It is better than you remember. It's better than you remember. That's all for me. All right, guys, and uh, you can. I think I don't think I said my Twitter, but it's at Trevor Oz O S Z. Um, so be sure to follow me on Twitter, um, and then be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes because uh, we like that. Uh, if you leave a review, maybe we'll read it on the air one day, uh, and it'll definitely boost our egos, and we won't cry at night. Um, if you leave good reviews, I will is. be positive. Sorry, positively erect if you leave a good review for us. Uh, and if you follow him on Instagram, maybe you'll. See I'm not tweeting uh, a picture of my boners. Okay, so you're not going to Seth Rollins boners. What'd you say? <laughs> you're not going to pull a Seth Rollins? No, but I was very excited about that. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm, uh, I'm. pretty sure you were. I figured you would be. Anyway, guys, thank you for your support. Uh, thanks for listening through all of that. Um, and we invite you back next time. We love you all.